Okay, Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, honor, and adoration. Thank you for another opportunity to gather around your word. We ask in the name of Jesus that you speak to us and cause the next few moments to be for life, for light, and for lift. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Well, it's an honor to be in your space, bringing you God's word. I trust that this meets you well. Um, we have been talking about spiritual growth and um, um, spiritual maturity. Let, let me let me just read the scripture in the book of Romans, and um, I hope that I can give perspective to us from that scripture. Romans chapter eight. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 14. The Bible says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hmm? For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Alright? The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children were heirs of God and joint heirs, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we shall be glorified with him. This is beautiful. All right? And there's, there's something else he says. From verse 30. Okay, verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now, this is what I'm looking for. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. But look at verse 39. The Bible says, the aim, the aim or your predestination, that is, why you were called the climax of your destiny is that you are conformed, molded into the image of the Son of God. So that means where we are driving to on this lane called spiritual maturity is the Christ. We are growing up spiritually to the degree that we are becoming more and more like Christ. Christ-likeness is the aim of spiritual growth. Christ-likeness is the aim of spiritual growth. So, spiritual growth is not the measure of how I am doing better than my brother. No. Spiritual growth is not how I am not the one that wronged all of them in the church. They were wrong and I was right. No. It's not relative to man. It's conforming to the image of the Son of God. The Bible says that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. For example, I am the firstborn of Samson Alemede. Alright? I'm his first son and his firstborn. But I'm not more Alemede than my younger ones. Although I am the firstborn. So, Jesus is saying that, or the Holy Ghost is saying by the mouth of Paul, that the aim of spiritual growth is that we can come to a place where Jesus will have the same outlook. You see, if they look at you, they will not 
be able to say, oh, this is not Jesus. Oh, this is Jesus. That we might be like him. He says that he may be firstborn among brethren. That means we have become genetically like him so that we, come, we can be practically like him. There is something about genetics, about your genes that can be denied if the environment is not right. So spiritual growth is creating an atmosphere, an environment for Christ to be revealed. I'm so grateful to share these things for us, to share these things with us because, you see, we just really, really need to demystify certain terms that we use. Spiritual growth is not a measure of, and that is why you cannot measure a grown-up Christian by the title he has or the position he occupies in church. No, sir. That is not the measure of spiritual growth. It is the conformity to the image of the Christ that is the measure of spiritual growth. The Bible says something about we being joint heirs with him. That means we share equally with him so that we can live practically like him. I trust that, bless you. Shagalemedi, I thought to bring you a word of faith and hope.